Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Praise the Lord, everybody. And that, that's real nice, Sam, but I'm sorry. God got me somewhere else this morning, and I love y'all. But y'all know, as young as I try to look, I'm so churchy. Y'all pray for me. Praise the Lord. And so I'm sitting out here, and all those things are true. And I want to say thank you to Minister Dominique, first of all, for leading leading the men the way you have been doing and gathering them together that we can truly be gatekeepers. I praise God for him and God had shown me one thing a while ago is that he's part of the, the strength of this ministry, the foundation of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. So y'all praise God for Minister Dominique right now. And he's here even in the absence of his family. And he could be with them right now because they're not feeling well. But, you know, on this morning, you know, I, I'm feeling like this. And Pastor Keith, I don't know why he keeps on letting me come up here. It might be because he's my friend. Sam, why you leave so fast? I'm not done yet. See, this is what you got to do. You got to train the people. They ain't did it. He's young. It's okay. This is for the people 35 and older. And sometimes you get up here and Pastor Keith, but thank God in his absence. And I know he's watching me right now as he's recovering, even though he only gets sickness like this a little bit of the flu because that's still out there somebody say it's still out there, still out there. and sometimes you just got to feel better and you know sometimes they say like this it's a glory glory somebody give the mic to somebody oh hallelujah because if you don't know it give to somebody then uh, somebody know it burden somebody give miss alvira a mic please glory glory uh-huh Why they used to do that? Because 
did grow up in the church where you went in and you started on time. See, because you had to come in early. Because first there was Sunday school. You had to learn about the Bible. If you was a little kid, you went down there and you got a little, a little card and had a scripture on it and a picture on the other side. Y'all pray for me. And you learned your scriptures. But church wasn't over just after Sunday school. Church wasn't over. Church wasn't over. teenage years. He know I needed some more wisdom. Oh my goodness. I praise the Lord for all the ones that had it. On today, I want to feel better. So much better. But the only way I can get to that, I have to lay. What do you have to lay? Your burdens down. Don't y'all, don't forget the old simple songs. It takes you somewhere. Feel better. I don't need the Hebrew. I don't need the Greek just to know that if I'm carrying a weight and I put it down, I'll feel better. The songwriter says so much better, not just a regular better, but a so much better. And so I'm with you on today. Like I said, thanking God and honoring the senior pastor, Pastor Keith Babb, as he's home recovering. We thank God for his his wife, Minister Lady Serena Babb. Uh, believe me, she is more a minister than she is the first lady. I promise you the word dwells in her and it comes out more and more every day. Simple enough, we're going to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 7 through 11. Very quickly, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 7 through 11. You know, I'm a little disheveled on this morning because my wife is not here. It's not because of a burden. No, not at all. How many people know, say, sometimes you just need to go see your family. 
we can complain about a lot of stuff but until you make an effort to fix some things actually going there and spending time you can't complain about it so on this morning she's spending time with her family she's going to visit some of her sisters all right so on today we're right here and i'm just like i said what you know what? I, I like her, but I love her and I miss her. I get so much more done when my wife is here. I love me some her. I'm telling you, I do, I do. And so on today, as the, the word of the Lord says it clearly like this. For we brought nothing into the world. Nothing into the world. And we take nothing out of it. We're, we're still on man's month and being a man after God's own heart. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Most of us aren't really content with just having food and clothing, if we just be honest. But the word says in verse 9, it says, those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap. So it's two different things, temptation and a trap. And to many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. He's starting to give you some clues right here. How many people have found themselves in ruin and destruction because you was trying to get rich? Pastor Keith talks about those network marketing all the time. And so this is what happens. Verse 10, for the love of money, the love of it, not the fact that it's a tool, the love of it is a root of all kinds of evil. I, I like this version that says it is not only the root. I think there's many things that evil can be rooted in, but it is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith. Wow. Left Jesus searching for money and pierced themselves with grief. Verse 11 says it like this. But you, and I'm talking to the men and I'm talking to the women, but on this month, but you, man of God, somebody say man of God, flee from all of this. And the second part simply says, pursue righteousness. Somebody say pursue righteousness. And this is what's going to happen. Proverbs 21 and 21, it says, whoever pursues righteousness and love, you're going to find a reward. You're going to find life, prosperity, and honor. So. Somebody say life, life prosperity, prosperity, and honor. Dear Heavenly Father, just we thank you even right here. We thank you that for everything that you have done, everything that you will continue to do. We just need you, God. We thank God for the, the gift of righteousness being right in your eyes, God. But your word also says we have to pursue it. God, touch our hearts, touch our heads, touch our minds, God. That we're not just pursuing after things, after riches, but we're pursuing after your righteousness. On this morning, let it, whoever has an ear to hear, let them hear what you would have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're not having your seat, you can go ahead right now. We thank you, everybody that is tuned in online. I wish I could see you. I wish you were here. But for some people, we know you're not even in this state. 
but if you are here, come by and visit us at least sometimes. I promise you, we're trying our best to stay safe. And so when we start to talk about this month, it's men's month, and we, we want to get into this, and I, I know some of y'all on social media, some of you may still get the newspaper. I'm not sure. Somebody printed. I know they got buildings and stuff. And so you may be reading. There's so many debates right now and so many questions that have been brought up about what is what and what is okay and what is legal and what is not legal. Uh, but on this month, we're celebrating at the Way Church of Tampa Bay Men's Month. Next month will be uh, Women's Month, and we'll celebrate that too. But on this month, we want to put a microscope on men. And so we'll, we'll, we'll go simply and we'll define it. What is a man? What is a man? You know what? That's the debate. If you're looking at social media, you're looking at the newspaper. What's a man? Well, we're going to be simple and we're going to be biblical. If you've been born a male child and you've come into maturity, I see you. Yeah, because look, I ain't even going to fight with it. If you've been born a male child and you've come into maturity, we're going to call you a man for the reference of this morning. You know, in the 90s, it was real simple. Yeah, I grew up. Uh, I was born in the 70s. I made it in. And then I grew up a lot of the time in the 80s and the 90s. And there was a simple group called Boys to Men showing that they're singing. They just not little kitty pop group because they came from another group, but they are from boys to men. So there's something more mature in what they we're doing. You know what? The biblical reference was like this. First Corinthians chapter 13 and 11. I know it's not on the screen, but I'm going to read it for you. When I was a child, y'all heard this one, right? When I was a child, I used to speak like a child. Y'all, if, if you've ever been around children, they just think differently. They, I used to think like a child. I used to reason like a child. But when I became a man, somebody say a man. I did away with childish things. You know, right now, it's pretty much nothing. I have a six-year-old son. He just turned six on October 11th. My wife said that is my birthday gift forever because uh, he came seven days later after my birthday. So she said, what do you want next year? You already got it. You got a son. There you go. Praise the Lord. In my later years, thank you for my son. But I know with my son, especially when you're over 40 and you got a six-year-old, you're like, oh, Lord, I just don't want to play today. Because he's a child. He thinks like a child. When he gets off of school, he wants to do something. He just comes in. He says, I just want to do something fun. I said, well, what do you want to do? Something. That is his reason. I want to do something fun. I said, oh, Lord, what is the something today? Can I just give him his tablet? Jesus, will this work? And some days that doesn't work. And so, you know, his reasoning can be different. I said, oh, daddy's so tired. It's okay. We don't have to play a long time. That's his reason. He's reasoning like a child. I said, well, how long is a long time? I don't know. Um, how many minutes is two hours? I said, you know how to count. Don't do that. <laughs> but most of the time, I can get him almost to do anything if I give him something sweet. I don't know, some candy, some ice creams or whatever. I can get him to go sit down for an hour and a half, two hours. It don't, it don't even I can almost get him to do anything for some something sweet, just ice cream, some gummy worms, something, because he thinks and he reasons like a child. You say, what does that have to do with men? Well, sometimes, and I'll just talk to all the, the, the single ladies, you may be dealing with a child. He was born a male, but never matured into a man. And so now his reasoning is still childlike. His speaking is still childlike. And no, 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 I'm not putting down men that play video games. Sometimes you, you hope they'll play a video game before they run out the house and be with 
somebody else. Let them play their little video game. But what I'm saying is he's not taking care of his responsibility. And so if you have a man like that and y'all not married, go ahead and run and find another one. But if you're married and your man's like that, y'all keep praying and coming to church. Praise the Lord. But on today, the, the question is, what does that maturity look like? The maturity comes first. You got to know who Jesus is. You have to know who Jesus is. This is man's month and we're talking about righteousness. So the question comes back down to what is righteousness? And it can be very tricky because as soon as you plug in righteousness uh, in the dictionary, it doesn't even want to give you righteousness. It just gives you righteous. It wants to describe it. It just wants to describe it as an adjective. Y'all remember this is basic, uh, you know, English. We're talking about something that describes and it says it like this. This is an act uh, acting in accordance with divine or moral law. Wow. Why does it be able to be both divine or moral. All right. Well, that's not bad, but let's see. Uh, meaning that you're free from guilt or sin. Okay, I can agree with that. But, but here's the other part. Conduct that conforms to acceptable standard of right and wrong. The laws do not always dictate righteousness. So the law can say you're right, but God doesn't say you're right. For what is legal is not always moral. Let me say that again. What is legal is not always moral. So there's certain things that the law of the land may allow, but God says that's wrong. You know, it's, it's real simple. You know, you know, as believers, maybe you, you, you don't get it. This is how righteousness has to come out. That was just the dictionary. But for those of us that are believers, there, there's a way that you get to righteousness. And it's simply found in Romans 4 and 55. Whoever. However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God. Somebody say it's not through my works. But you got to trust God who justifies the ungodly. Their faith is credited. Somebody say credited as righteousness. So what's that mean? What's that mean? He puts something on your books. He puts something on your comments. He gives you a credit even though you don't deserve it. So this, this is what it is. Dre, come on up here. You're going to be my center for today because you're a man. Y'all weren't supposed to laugh at that. It's just Dre. All right. And, you know, go, go grab one of the black balloons. Matter of fact, yeah, go ahead. Just, just grab them. And, you know, what, what do you usually do with a balloon? You, you play with it. Go ahead. Play with it. And you're just up and down. And that's how sin goes. It's fun. And it's fun. And it's fun. And you just, you don't want to let it go. But then you realize and you start to pick up some more. Come on. Go ahead. Get, go, you got you to get them all. Come on. Those all belong to you. And so in your life, as you grow up, you, you, you're picking up more and more sin because more and more exposure has been brought to you. All right, come on. All right, that's enough. All right, now go ahead and play with them. Yeah, uh-huh. Yep, keep them all, all of them. Yep, uh-huh. And so now what happens because you got caught up in so many different things, your sin is everywhere. Your sin is everywhere. And so when you come and you start to mature and you find out who Jesus is, you realize that you don't want to hold on to all this. You can't juggle all of this. And it's not fun anymore. And this is what Jesus does. He comes and he simply, he says, go ahead, pick up all your sin. And I know everybody can see you can't handle it. And I know you're trying to grab all the sin that you've committed. And now that you're mature, you're trying to cover it up yourself. But you can't do it because you, you, it's too much. It's way too much. 
trying to hold all your sins. And so Jesus comes in and simply does it like this. I got you. This is what righteousness as a gift looks like. He comes and he, he gets all your sin. And he says, go ahead, put everything in here. Go ahead. Here, just, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, everything. No, no, no. Just, yep, yep, yep. There you go. And so I, I, I know you're sitting here and it's like, no, there's more on the ground. He says, but here's the reality. People don't even realize what this is. And so I'll help you to identify what those gold ones are. Those are the ones passed on from your father, from your mother, from your family that you didn't even realize was sin. It was generational thinking that you said, I, I took care of all of mine. What am I supposed to do with this? But maturity starts to make you realize, y'all remember Man Man? And he's the, you know, y'all see all the TikToks and y'all got the little boy. He two years old and he up humping behind the girl. Oh, go Man Man. That's not cute. You're training him into sin. And they looked at it like it's cute. It went viral. He's doing all these things. This is the generational thinking that you keep passing on. And if you don't let God cover it, you'll pass it on to your children. But it only happens if you're mature. It's a gift. It's a gift. He's got one thing. Go ahead, close it up. Because what God does is still sin. He didn't change it. He just went and he said, I'll cover it. And I'll call it righteous. Because I covered it. I covered it when I went to the cross. Each and every one of you, I have a bag to cover your sin. And I'll call it right. So when people see you, they don't see you juggling around. They only see my righteousness. They only see my righteousness. And so what happens is in life, you still keep walking around looking like, man, all right, this is good. I'm with God. I'm in pursuit. I mean, I'm, I, he's gave me this gift of righteousness. I finally, I made it to the cross and everything else. I'm here. I'm righteous. So the first part of righteousness is a gift. The other part is a pursuit. Because if you don't continue to be in the place of righteousness, keep looking and fighting for him, you won't realize you still have sin over here. So go ahead and grab all that. And so that, that was to bring us back to where we're right now. The first part may be a gift. So when you had the thief on the cross and he was standing next to Jesus, he just received the gift of righteousness he never had to pursue. That was great. What if we had a life that we did never had to pursue the, the righteousness of Jesus? Thank you, Dre. I appreciate you being a man. Put all your sin in there, though. Let me take that with you. Jesus covered it. But what if you never had to be in pursuit? That thief, that was like the greatest story ever told. He got to get up there and acknowledge who Christ was and die. He never had to pursue righteousness. He just got covered and was able to go and be in glory. But for us, us that remain, for those of us that have come into the maturity, man or woman, Knowing that we have sinned and God covered us with the gift of righteousness, just know that we have to pursue. And so on this morning, I just want to encourage you. Is that OK? Can I encourage you on this morning? Hopefully you got something out of that. But the encouragement is in your pursuit, there's a reward. Is that all right? 
And so, you know, just like in Proverbs 15 and 9, it says the Lord detests the ways of the wicked, but he loves those that pursue righteousness. Matthew 6 and 3, but seek ye first. Y'all know this scripture, the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things are going to be added. And so that brings us right back to Proverbs 21 and 21. If you're pursuing righteousness and love, you're going to find point number one. It's already up there. Your reward is life. It's like, and if you ever talk to a man, at least a real man, he don't want to die early. There's not, I, I don't think any man that, that you, you found that is doing and moving in God, he doesn't say, man, God has really blessed me. Oh, I want to die next year. That's not the conversation. There's things, there's dreams and vision that God has given each and every one of these men that you need life in order to achieve. And so the scripture says, if you pursue righteousness, guess what? You'll receive that gift. It's clearly right here. Proverbs 16 and 31. Gray hair is the crown of splendor and it is attained in the way of righteousness. How many people got gray hair out there? Clap your hands. Do you have gray hair? You can clap your hands even if you dyed them. It's okay. It's okay. Even if you dyed them, they're there. You just, you know, you masked them. You covered them like Jesus did. You covered them. And so one of the things I remember growing, I said, Lord, uh, you know, I had, I had a confused childhood. I used to pray for stuff, but I thought I could trick God because when you're a kid, you think like a kid. And so I prayed. And I said, Lord, give me big feet because I would be tall like Michael Jordan. And he wore size, you know, the big sizes. And he did. He gave me big feet, but he didn't make me taller. You can't trick God. And so, you know, I sit up there and I said, oh, Lord, you know, this is, this is the 90s. I said, look, everybody loves Denzel. They still love Denzel? All right. So everybody loves Denzel. I said, Denzel got that little salt and pepper. I said, Lord, oh, give me a little bit of gray hair. And he did. I still don't look like Denzel, but praise the Lord. Y'all wasn't supposed to laugh at that. Get out of the comment section. Shut it down. And so... This is actually, I can look and I can say this is a crown of splendor because I'm sitting back and I thank God for my gray hair. And like I was saying the other week, my father um, didn't live to be 43. So I've already done some things my father didn't do. He lived to be 42 years old and he passed away. And I couldn't remember a day that I'm looking at his head and I can see his gray hair. But on today, I'm looking like, wow, I have this crown of splendor, these, these, these simple gray hairs. And if they gray and they grow or if they don't grow and you just bald and hey, rock it the way you rock it. But it is a splendor to be here. Proverbs 10 and 27 is like this. The fear of the Lord adds life. When we reverence him, it adds life. But the years of the wicked are cut short. How many times do you turn on the news and you see about the young man, the young woman that was living wild, living reckless? We always talk about this child that you, you hope went out and comes back. The prodigal son. But what happens when they don't get a chance to come back? Their lives are cut short. The Bible warns us about that. If you're not living a righteous life, your life can be cut short. And here's another one. And this one makes it so hard because of some of the choices of our parents. And, and that's why you see so many grandparents raising kids. Exodus 20 and 12 says it like this. Honor your father and your mother. Somebody say honor. honor. And not just your mother, but somebody say your father. Wow. 
and I know it's man's month, so I want to put focus on it, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. So God has given you the ability to be here. He still wants you to honor them. Why is this hard? Because you said, my father was never there for me. I don't even know what he looks like. I've never met him. Well, I know what he lives down the street from me. Why do you want me to honor someone that has done nothing for me? I'm so glad God never put a statue that says honor them if they've done this. Honor your mother if they've done that. Well, my mother is the one why I'm in this situation. God never said why to honor him. He just gave this commandment. A commandment, not a if you want to, a commandment of honoring them. And then it's the only and first commandment that gives a promise. It said, if you do this, I'll give you this. And so I, I, I remember when I, when I go back to Chicago and see my family and everything, and yes, my, my, my father has passed on, but I still have, uh, as what people will call a bonus father, my stepfather. And did he do everything right in my eyes? No. Not at all. But every time I go there, I honor him. I go and I see him and I tell him what's going well with me and I tell him what's not going well. And then I tell him, this is the reason why I'm doing this. It's because of you. I'm able to preach the scriptures, not because of my father, because my father didn't get saved to the last year of his life, but because of my stepfather. I'm able to know and be saved at, at a young age because of his teaching, because of his example. And I go back and I honor him. I go back and I tell my son, I said, you honor him. And so it's not about what they've done or what they didn't do. It's the commandment of God wants you to honor them. And the gift from honoring them is life. So on this morning, even as you think about somebody you need to go back and honor, no, it produces life. First Kings chapter three and 14, it says it like this. If you will walk in my ways and keep my statutes and my commandments, just as your father David did, I will lengthen your days. You know what? It's just simple. Not easy, but simple. Walk in his ways. Even if you just had to meditate on one scripture. And that's why I'm talking to the man, man. I don't know all them words. Dominique, get up here. He didn't said more words than I have in my whole sermon just in his prayer. <laughs> said that is competition, you know. And so as a man, that's what happens. We get pushed into this work. We're competitive. God put that in us. But he didn't say do it like he did. He said walk in my ways. Walk in my ways. So if that is just that one, if you're still on Jesus' web, keep on doing it. Find out where it fits in your life. Find out where it fits in the purpose of people that you come in contact with. How can you do that? Walk in his ways. Somebody say walk in his ways. So now we've been not only given this gift, but we've been pursuing it. And so the next thing, the first reward to pursuing is life. But the next reward is, y'all ready? Is it up on the screen? What it say? Prosperity. Prosperity. How many people like money? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> and so yes yes the bible talks about prosperity in many ways but we already talked about life so we know when talking about oh yeah well god bless me with a good life no he separated the two he's talking about prosperity he talked about chasing riches and so right now we actually are talking about prosperity and yes th see here this is the i love god's math he can make a person that makes fifty thousand just as rich as a person that makes a million 
That, that, that prosperity is not about the how much, it's the how and what you're going to do with it. And so it goes like this. Yeah, there, there's so many ways that you can prosper and you can prosper in life, but he, he can make some things happen, so make it happen. Nehemiah 2 and 20 says it like this. Then I answered to them and said unto them, the God of heaven will prosper us. And so when we're walking and pursuing righteousness, we can just confidently say he's going to make us prosper. Malachi 3 and 10. And this is the, this is real easy because this is this is money. This is money. 3 and 10. People talk about this. People, you know what? We only hear it at offering time. But this is such a good teaching that that it goes like this. Don't get caught up in the curse part. Get caught up in this because Jesus already covered every curse. We saw it earlier today. Uh, it said Malachi 3 and 10, really simple. It said, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And test me, said the Lord Almighty or the Lord of hosts, that I will not open up the windows of heaven. The floodgates, the windows, and pour you out a blessing that it won't be enough room to receive. And so you're like, what does that have to do with anything right now how does that have to do with the pursuit of righteousness God just says test me test me if you can bring your tithe and here it is study the tithe study it and yes during this time this was the law this is before Jesus came and covered everything because here's the reality everybody couldn't do it and God didn't want anybody to go to hell just because you couldn't do that little practice and you know what people couldn't stop lying either and so God covered it and so with this, the, it doesn't take away from the test. If you go ahead and you tithe, whatever your tithe may be, and if you research it, yes, the tithe was a standard of 10%, but some people could only do five. Some people could only do two. Some, but he also knew your heart. So the thing about I love about God, you can't lie to God. Oh, Lord, I only can do five. Oh, you can do 20. But you want to do five. You could do 10. But it's easier to do three because you got plans for the other the other part right here. And so this is what we're going back down to this heart. But also in this now you're controlling how how he blesses you more. This what what does your windows of heaven, your floodgates really look like now you're in the test of it. It's not about how God will do it. Well, let's just see what happens. It's your test and your choice because it's your heart. It might just be a couple of dollars, but those couple of dollars could lead you into sin and temptation. I'm going to keep this because I want to go to Vegas this weekend. And no, no, forget about Vegas. I just want to go to Plant City because what I like is over there. You know, it's easy to say we're going to go somewhere far, but sometimes it's just on the way to your house. And so, no, 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 it's not just the money that you'll be blessed. Yes, that is one way you can be blessed. That's not the only way. So if you want to know another way to be blessed, it's real simple like this, okay? Giving money is easy. Somebody say giving money is easy. Money is easy. Look, y'all that sound like some people didn't want to say that. But you could, you could do it like this. You could be poor in spirit. The Beatitudes. You know, just, yeah, just be poor in spirit. Be humble. No, walk around humble. It's a whole lot of people that have a problem with humility. Not only that, you can, you, you, you can mourn with other people. Man, why they crying? Why they crying every day? They, 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 they uncle died two years ago. Two years ago. God didn't put a statute on it. He said, go mourn with them. You'll be blessed. You know what, what, what else can you do? You can be merciful. Merciful. Look how easy money is now. I'm just going to give them 10%. I don't want to show them any mercy. This person hurt me. I was caught up in domestic violence. Why should I show them mercy? 
I'll just give the 10%. But he said you could be blessed. You could be a peacemaker. That, 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 that manager at the job that you know has it out for you. You can go make peace. But for some of y'all, I'll just rather give the 10%. What about this? Being persecuted for righteousness. Do you really want to be that person at work that does the Bible study? I know Miss Smith, you know, they got all kinds of people, you know, she, at every school she go to. Somehow somebody find out she know Jesus because she says it. <laughs> she tells people that she prays. She tells people that she knows God. And what happens when the problem arises? They come to her for prayer. Being persecuted. She's blessed. She's blessed. That's why the 10% is easy to tithe. Ain't that deep. It's real. Here, how much is my check? A hundred. Go ahead and take this 10 because I ain't got no mercy this week. All right, praise the Lord. I still need to be blessed. That's why the tithe is easy. Y'all sitting over here like, oh, I don't know about the 10%. Go ahead and show, show mercy to your, to your mama that cussed you out every day. That's hard. 10% could be easy. Just take this little money. But see, this is what we do. When we pursue righteousness, there's a reward. Proverbs 10 and 22 says that the blessing of the Lord makes rich and addeth no sorrow. How many people ever got into a business deal that you wish you wouldn't have never got into? And, and you like, oh my goodness, I thought this was the Lord. I thought, you know, you want to go back to the old school Tom and Jerry cartoons. Like, where was that little devil and the angel? I wish I would have had one of them. There wasn't nobody speaking. No, baby, you made this business deal before you were mature. And before you really knew who God was, so you could say, Lord, let me pray about this. Is this one of those things that will make me rich and add no sorrow? Or will this bring me more sorrow? It is a reward in pursuing righteousness. There's reward. And last but not least, I'm, I'm here, I'm done. It's like the, the third one is like this. The reward to righteousness is honor. The reason why this is so big, especially with men, is that one of the main things, especially as a husband or growing up in your household, you want to be honored. You want to be respected. Okay, all right. For those that know who this person is, uh, a couple years ago, somebody got up on the internet and on everything and he got up on the radio and he came and he barged into this radio station and uh, his name was Birdman. And he said, uh, put some respect on my name when you say it. And some of y'all are like, what in the world? He just wants you to know that if you're talking about me, if you're talking about what I res- represent, you, you need to put some respect on it. You need to honor who I am and what what has happened with me. But it's a little different with God. That was him as the person. But when God lifts you up and you're representing him, he'll start to draw man to himself. It's not about so much with you, but he'll honor you in the midst of it. And it's not a problem. You should be honored. And it simply says it like this. 2 Timothy 2 and 21 uh, said, therefore, anyone that cleanses himself from, uh, from what is dishonorable, if you're not working in the things that are dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use. Set apart as holy. This is what Minister Dominique tries to teach the man all the time. Useful to the master of the house. Ready for every good work. We thank you, Raj, on this morning. I came to him this morning to ask him to pray because I believe he is ready for a good work. I believe that we should always be set apart. Right, Dre? We should always be set apart and ready for a work. 
you know, I got, I thank, I thank God for Steve being in the house and he looks at me and he does this big old smile that I know he's doing under his mask right now. And, uh, you know, there was one years ago, we were at another ministry and during a foot washing service and I washed these big old feet that could hardly fit into the, the, the bowl, <laughs> you know, his foot, I don't know what he prayed for. I asked for big feet. He, he got something else. And so I'm sitting here and I, I'm trying to, you know, uh, and I'm watching it and you know it's a humbling situation of course you know I'm making joke of it but of course I'm praying for him and I'm, and I'm asking God to, to touch him and to put him into a right standing into righteousness not just as God see him but that he starts to be in pursuit of it and then he tells me we're linked this goes back down to those godly relationship pastors what was talking about on last week when you're going and you're working and you're pursuing it Steve can't, can't help but to be honored God has blessed him with a statute that demands respect. And so when he walks into the building, people ask him questions. And he's like, oh, oh, no. And he smiles. It's so funny. Y'all look at him like, oh, get Steve. I'm like, Steve ain't the tough one. He over there laughing. Stop. Don't get Steve. <laughs> and so, but no, but the, but the thing about it is his stature represents this honor that we would expect in a soldier, in a man, in security. It gives him that. And so that's what God will do for each and every one of you, even if you, you know, not tall like Sam. Uh, not, not me. No, we just kidding. I'm medium. And so uh, that medium is a side. It ain't just tall and short. It's medium. And so God will allow you to be honored. And so it's just it's just so funny because now, you know, I, when, when I did have family come into town and everything else like that, and the, people only call me by two names. And so most people, when I go back to Chicago, guess what they call me? They call me Cody. They call me by my kid name because that's why Cody go by the kid. He go by Cody because we don't get confused. No one calls me Britain. No one calls me Cody here. Everybody calls me Pastor Cole or what they call me, Miss Smith? Mr. Cole. And so I used to be like, man, don't nobody, I can't find a person that call me by my first, I ain't got no friends here, because I, I call him Miss Smith. And, look, and so, but what happens is, is that because I'm starting to walk in this righteousness, I stand in a place of honor that I can't get away from. Even when we were on vacation, on the cruise, I'm trying to get away and enjoy myself. And I'm sitting in the line at the buffet line trying to gain 10 pounds. And what do I hear? Mr. Cole! Miss Cole! And we're like, no, let me off the boat. I know I'm in the middle of the ocean. Give me that life preserver raft. It can't be too hard to drive this thing. But we're found with people that honor us. The other, what, two years ago? Man, the years just going by, the, the little pandemic messed me up. We were at an RV show. And, and we met up with one of the parents from over 15 years ago. And what did the parents do? Because the kids don't even remember me. They were three. They're off at college. And the parents run up to me and say, Mr. Cole, Miss Cole, it's so good to see you. We just want to bless you with something. They're off at uh, Chicago State University. They're off at this. They're at FSU. They're over. They're in the doctor. They're, I just want to say thank you. I'm like, but I was their three-year-old teacher. They're in college. They're in, but this is what honor does. It keeps standing for you. Even in the, you don't even have to know what you've done. Honor will stand for you. That's what, when you pursue righteousness. When you pursue righteousness, 
God will honor you. It's just simple like this. This is my last one. And this has always got to be for men and women. Of, of course, it's men's month. So I want y'all to take this. And for those of those, those of us or those that want to be up here and say, you know what? I want you to put some respect on my name when you say it. And then your attitude says, are you finished or are you done? And so it, it, it's like this. John 12 and 26. Whoever. This opens the door for everybody. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. My father will honor the one who serves me. So first of all, you can't get to the father unless you've already been covered in righteousness, which was a gift. But last, when you're pursuing after it, God will honor you. Not, not just because of who Jesus is. He said, I've already put you in front of the Father. But now if you keep on pursuing it, now he'll honor you too. So as you're standing on your feet right now, and you, you're, you're, you're maybe wondering, man, I didn't know it was that many rewards in the pursuit of righteousness. You're, you're sitting here and you're thinking like, okay, well, I got saved. Yeah, well, that was just the first part. That was just that gift. But there is a pursuit. And in the pursuit, there are rewards. There's life. There's prosperity. And last but not least, there's honor. You know, when, when, when we talk about honor, and that's not a word that we use a lot nowadays. We, we usually say respect. Um, but when the Bible was talking about honor and respect, it was something that was weighted. They literally took a scale. And, and they would put, and this is how they would test it, like, well, I know this is pure gold. And this weighs this much. And you're telling me this is gold, or you're telling me this. So I'll, on this side, I'll, I'll put something that should be equal to it. And that's how we know that it's worth the same thing. I know the value of this. And, and what well, we know that nowadays you can't do it like that. But God sees value in your pursuit of righteousness. That's why he, he doesn't have to reward us with anything. You know, last week, Pastor Keith was talking about our righteousness. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. Now, y'all would have been looking at me crazy if I didn't use balloons. And I talked about those filthy rags and I tossed them all up here and I said, what is Pastor Cole doing? But he wasn't wrong in his reference. He wasn't trying to be graphic. That literally is what they were talking about. When they're talking about people being unclean, they, they had to separate themselves from other people. And usually the Bible goes on being be woman side and says, you know what? For these days, you can't be by your husband. Don't come by his friends. Don't be by your auntie. Don't be just for these days. And then, and then you, when you're done, you can come back. And that's, that's how it is with us. If we're not in constant pursuit, guess what happens? That bag, that thing that covers us, all those things start to fall back out. God may forgive us. But guess what? He didn't allow us to forget. We know what sin is. We, we like to get it. We like to play with it. We like to throw it around and everything. And then when we find ourselves in righteousness, we're like, oh, I hope nobody sees me doing this. I hope nobody sees me. I, that don't mean it's not still fun. I just hope nobody sees me doing this because I'm not in pursuit. 
I know he still calls me righteous, but I'm not in pursuit. And so some of the stuff is just getting out of my bag. So right now, put that on your mind. What's getting out of your bag? What are you not in pursuit of? And know that there's a reward in it. If you're sitting up here and you're, and I'll say this because of the pandemic, you're nervous about going outside. You don't want to talk to people. You don't want to be social anymore. You don't, you, you don't, you don't want to do anything because you're worried and scared. Pursue righteousness. God, God says there, there's a gift of life in that. You know, some of us, our money can be funny. And, and it's not because God isn't blessing us. It's because we, we haven't pursued righteousness on how to do what we need to do with the money. Pursue righteousness. God, what would you want me to do with this money? Is there a seed I need to plant on today? Is there someone I need to seed into? God, do you just want me to save it? Because I spend it all. Pursue righteousness. God, you advise me on what you want me to do with it. Then I'll have the gift of prosperity. And last but not least, God, I feel dishonored and disrespected in every area of my life. I can't go to work. I feel disrespected. I'm, I'm at home. They call me out of my names. I try to do the best I can and there's nothing that makes me feel honored. Are you serving him? Are you serving him in righteousness? Because if you are, it says, God the Father will honor you. Some people can't deny who you are when God lifts you up. So whatever area that it may be for you, as your heads about, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, first for the gift of righteousness. We thank you that we might know who you are. God, we know that there's people that don't know, but for those that do, we thank you for the gift. But now, God, we're not the thief on the cross. We're not the murderer. God, we got to pursue. We got to go after you over and over again. We got to make sure that we keep our sins at bay. We thank you for covering them, but God, let us identify the things in our life. Maybe we didn't put them there. Maybe it came from our family. Maybe it came from our community. Whatever those things are, God, let's help to get it under wrap. And you can do it if I pursue you. Every area of my life, God that I might not keep any secrets from you because you see them anyway. Whether it be my pocketbook, maybe it's my mouth, God. Show me how to pursue righteousness in my speaking, God. Show me how to pursue righteousness when I order at the restaurant. Show me how to pursue righteousness with my family. You give me. You gave me. God, show me how to pursue righteousness to the one that I'm better against. Even right now, God, it's too much for me to speak. Show me in your word how I approach it. God, thank you for the gift of life, prosperity, and honor. We only know it's possible that we can come to you right now because of the work of Christ on the cross. We thank you even right now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And, and last, 
but not least and yes I'm done but you know what it's not fair that believers can go and do all this and we get all these gifts and we get we get the pursuit but here's the first thing you got to be called righteous you got to have that gift and the gift comes simply by knowing who Jesus is it's not by our works the scripture said that it's not by what we did yes and we can do a whole lot of good stuff and still be called unrighteous and so on today if you don't know who Jesus is maybe you're watching online or listening to this later you know what get in contact with us message us but if you're in the building and you're here on today and you don't know who Jesus is this is an opportunity for you you can do something as simply as raise your hand and God can meet you right there and he can connect you to those he calls righteous as simple as this confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart one that you need a savior and that Jesus is that one it's that simple gift of righteousness that you might be called righteous and then the second part is this guess who can help you with that pursuit you need a good church home wherever you may be whether it be locally or whether if you're somewhere else hey we'll do our best to connect you with someone but you need someone in a group that can help you pursue righteousness over the past weekend we did some things to bring the men together it wasn't just so we could eat and bowl it was so we can learn how to pursue righteousness because guess what I may not have the answer and Minister Dominique has it or he doesn't have it and I don't have it Pastor Keith has it or maybe it doesn't even come from us maybe it comes from Tony because he has the experience with his kids and he has a son and a daughter and said well God show me at least this this answer comes from him but that happens when you're connected to a church so if you need a church home on this morning with the doors open we're covenant together we don't just want you to be a member but we want you to be a covenant so if that's you, if you want to raise up your hand and you want to be a part of this church, we will accept you on today on, on behalf of Pastor Keith Bam. We thank you and we'll be looking for you also in the comment section. But that's it on today. Remember, there's a reward in pursuing righteousness. There's a reward of life. There's a reward of prosperity. And there's also reward of honor. In Jesus' name. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.